Welcome to Locked On Warriors. I'm Dieter. He's Cyrus. And today we're talking about what we learned about the Warriors over this weekend. If this team has a big man problem, I have one thought. Cyrus has another. And my man Cyrus is ready to make a big time bet on a game that didn't seem so big time until the Warriors lost to the Sixers on Saturday. I'm Dieter. He's Cyrus. This is Locked On Warriors. Let's boogie. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Warriors. Hope you had a great weekend. I know we did, save for Saturday's performance. I want to thank you for making <laughs> us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms i want to tell you about prize picks don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use promo code mba or go to the app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy the warriors on the other hand not making anything easy at least against the philadelphia 76ers on saturday a pretty tough loss all things considered and not as tough as the philadelphia 76ers that's a team that knows how to scrap but yeah i mean cyrus uh steph curry didn't really get that much closer to knocking down the three-point record uh, the offense sputters again late in the fourth quarter. Matisse Thibel kind of doing his Mikel Bridges impression. It was a it was a big <laughs> mucky game. What what was your general takeaway of the Warriors' loss on Saturday? Well, I think you and I are on the same page, man. It's great to see you. First of all, happy yeah. Monday, everyone. I always think of the movie Office Space when I say Happy Monday. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's happy mo- someone's got a case of the Mondays. Case of the Mondays, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it's as crazy as the younger generation has no idea about that movie. So highly recommend it. Anyways, uh, here's my takeaway. I feel like you and I are on the same page. Like neither of us are hitting the panic button. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is 21 and five. They haven't played Clay yet. They haven't played uh, Wiseman yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think what you and I are aware of and and uh, and, and maybe I'm speaking for uh, no, I'm feel free for myself. But I'll correct, uh, I'll correct you if you're wrong. <laughs> but Stephen Curry traditionally plays lackadaisically this time of year. It, this is like really mm. par for course. Um, for example, uh, his unanimous MVP season 2016, when he put up, you know, like all time type regular season numbers over the span of right. a year in December, he was averaging 20.9 points per game. That's it. 20.9. He averaged over 30 for that season. Um, you know, in his unanimous season, uh, that same, that same year, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, in December, he had a stretch of games where he scored 14, 21, 13, 26. In that 26-point game, he went one for nine from three against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Didn't the Warriors win all those games, though? They probably did. They probably did. Yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> but but here, but you know, here's a here I mean, in terms of at least just Steph and, and people being a little worried about him because you know the media, the moment Steph has a couple bad games, all of a sudden Kevin Durant's the MVP leader, about right? The media at all, right? Uh, so my point is, and you look at his career numbers, December is always his weakest in terms of points mm-hmm. per game and shooting percentage. So I, I just don't, I'm not that worried now in terms of the team, we're going to get into that in a second, obviously. Um, look, I mean, they've struggled like this against big teams. They struggled like this yeah. when they played Philly at home. I mean, th- that was a tough win that they didn't come out of that game easily. I mean, Philly's just a great team. So I'm not hitting the panic button, but I'd love your thoughts. Listen, I, I think that this is uh, another example of this team's one possible weakness, and it might not yeah. show up very often, but I'm glad that you brought up it's very specific types of teams. It's big teams, and not particularly tall, long, and guys like Matisse Thibel and Mikel Bridges, they're not normal, and it's somewhat <laughs> ironic 
Like it's just, it's just true. You just think about a guy who can not just stay with Steph Curry on the perimeter, but like just stay with them the entire time. Like they, they don't really switch that much. He just stuck on them like glue. Steph runs away from those dudes every other time. And there are four or five just hyper elite defenders who can make Steph's life a little bit tricky, by the way, you know, good game plan from Philadelphia. This is stuff that we saw with doc rivers back when he was with the Clippers, they'll just double and triple team them and they'll dare anyone else to beat them. And there were stretches where that was the case. I think the Warriors biggest issue was that they lost some of the minutes that Steph was off the floor. They didn't get Draymond for the full 35, almost 40 minutes because of right. uh, what I think was some ticky tack foul trouble. And yes. when they got into a tight game, closed quarters, Hand-to-hand combat, right? Those final few minutes of a fourth quarter against a big, marauding, want-to-play-in-the-half-court team, that's not their style. And Draymond wasn't able to increase the pace. They weren't able to create turnovers. They turned it over far too often. And they just kind of got beat by not being able to control that game. And that's honestly, that last part is the part that, that concerns me most about the Warriors. And it's something that I don't think can truly be fixed. They can be a little bit better. I'd like to see maybe Jordan Poole in those spots, more understanding uh, defensively. It's a liability, but you need a little bit more creation off of Steph Curry. You can't just rely on the uh, man advantage that you get when Curry gets double teamed to automatically create offense. Every time some teams can actually like rotate and do well. (laughs) Most of them don't, but like, yeah, exactly. But like a team that has a defensive anchor, like Joel Embiid or has, you know, Deandre Ayton hanging out in the post, like they're going to rotate. Okay. It's not going to be a big problem. Like the warriors, not saying they need to start running more pick and roll or anything like that. Just like that. Can't you, you also need a person who's willing to put it on the ground and go. And Andrew Wiggins, for as wonderful as he has been since that Minnesota game, and he's been really wonderful. He has. That's not his game. Like he just doesn't do it in the fourth quarter. It's just not that's just not his style. But Jordan Poole's confidence is beaming from five minutes before tip off to three hours after, man. Like that guy is willing to put it on the floor and make something happen. So I, I would like to see more Jordan Poole in those spots because they're not going to be able to just go out and get a dude who can drop a bucket on somebody's head after seven dribbles in the mid range. Like it's just not something that they have. And it's something they didn't have the first go around when they yeah. were winning championships. It's something they did have with Kevin Durant. So um, you know, as much as I, I think a lot of people have wanted to stretch this into a conversation about the Warriors need a big man. I think the Warriors need something that the big man, in particular, Joel Embiid on Saturday provided, which is somebody who can just put a bucket on top of your head. Yes. And but he was doing that from the mid range. I mean, there was one play where he got Juan Toscano Anderson and and, uh, and and babied him a little bit. But and that was on Draymond <laughs> for not rotating. If I'm being honest, I'm looking at it. Draymond had the opportunity to rotate and didn't do it. But uh, there was one there was one play like that. Otherwise, it was, you know, Joel Embiid just facing up and knocking down a bucket in the mid range, the way that a Kevin Durant would do it, the way that a Paul George would do it, the way that Kawhi Leonard would do it. And those guys are like really, really special. They're not available via trade uh, the way Chris Middleton would do it. Like it, it's just not something that the Warriors are going to be able to get without truly putting uh, their future and their present at, in jeopardy, which is not something they should do, because, as you said, they have a tremendous record and it's a tough matchup. Yeah. I would just like to see a little bit more Jordan Poole because he's the only guy that I think might be able to give you a little bit of something like that. I've kind of given up on Wiggins playing that role. But what do you think about the big man thing? I know that you've been an advocate of the big man. I mean, I I, I'm, I stand on the other side. This is not a faux controversy here. We'll we'll make it uh we'll make it amicable. But like, 
watching Embiid give Juan Toscano Anderson the business on that one play, did that spark something in your heart again? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I want to get into that, but we got to pay bills in just a second. I, I will get touch yeah. that subject in just a moment on the Warriors big because you wrote a new column for uh, the San Jose Mercury News and East Bay Times, which was fantastic. Again, brother, you're oh, a you. very talented writer, and and I love reading your content. I wish you were you were with me on Friday when I was recording because the <laughs> Thursday Trailblazer game raised something that's been a peeve of mine going on like five six years now, oh, which damn. is the officiating on Stephen Curry. Mm. And in, in that Blazers game, he had zero free throw attempts. Last night, right. I was beefing with someone on Twitter about some, someone had the ner- the audacity to actually come out and say, and this is someone with like 100 plus thousand followers. I don't know who this Coach Nick person is, but. Oh, Coach was, Nick. He, Coach he, Nick is a le- coach. Uh, me and Coach Nick go back. But yeah. Okay. Uh, so leave it well, be. we had an issue. Well, he had an issue because he had the audacity to say that it was Steph's fault that he's not mm. getting fouled. And if anything, he's committing offensive fouls by kicking his leg out, never mind the fact that sometimes his leg's getting out. So he doesn't land on, on opposing players' feet because they don't call that half the time. But I just don't like zero free throw attempts Thursday, only four free throw attempts in that Philadelphia game. Um, mm. And that's where I love your perspective because, again, this is where me as a Warriors fan might have right. my bias creep in a little bit. I'm trying to approach this objectively, but, and I'm looking at Steph's this never, play-by-play. But, like Steph's never been a free throw guy. Like he he plays the antithesis of the Harden style. And I didn't see a tremendous amount of plays where one I didn't see Steph get into the basket and getting any Not sort Saturday. of contact. Not on Saturday. Saturday he was getting to the basket, right? Like he was cutting yeah. in. He was realizing, okay, they're going to overcommit to me on the three-point line. Like, let's go. But he was just blazing past him. There was nobody there. By the way, yeah. another great sign when you have Joel Embiid out there. And there's just nobody protecting the rim when Steph Curry is deciding <laughs> to meander <laughs> no. past. Like, this is why I'm no. just not a big, big guy guy anymore, even though I'm personally a big guy. I'm, you know, uh, I'm taller than damn near every player on the Warriors. <laughs> I don't know the last time me and Looney were in the same room where we could we could figure out who has it. Though Otto Porter's a sneaky 6'11". I'm just throwing that out there. You think so? I, that guy, wow. That guy's underrating it. You watch him on the court, he looks so much bigger than everybody he's else. Good. Maybe that's yeah. just he's six he's eight, Listed 6'8", right? But he's six, yeah, you're saying eight, he's that, really 6'11". Yeah, no. That or he's got the Tom Cruise lifts going on in those shoes. <laughs> um, it is... It, it, listen, the... We will talk about this on the other side of the break. I have thoughts. You have thoughts. And if you're with us until this point, my God, it's about to explode. But first, I want to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? you got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone. And, you know, your neighbor next door hit you up with that login for all that good stuff. I want to tell you about (laughs) a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without all the hassle. You don't need 14 different devices and 10 different codes and sending a text to your man at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, hey, man, what's this account for plus and minus? Uh, You can get it all together with direct TV streams. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, your favorite shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. It just works with the ones that you got. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. A compatible device is required, but I bet you got one of those. And content Mm -hmm. varies by package. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Back with you, Locked On Warriors, Dieter and Cyrus hanging out on a Monday recap in the weekend and looking forward to the week ahead. Thank you once again for making Locked On Warriors your first listen of the day. You probably already knew this, but we're free and available on all platform cyrus the big man is dead i don't care about the big man anymore rebounding is for suckers as our friend west goldberg <laughs> used to say and yeah joel mb knocked down some shots but you find me a wing with some long wingspan and he can do it too matisse thibel has that wingspan by the way he was knocking down some shots too yes he was the warriors are at their best when they have when they have draymond green playing the five this has been the truth since 2013 Draymond Green at the five is the best version of the Golden State Warriors, and I am a firm believer that you build from the end of the game forward. I don't care about who starts. I just care about who closes. The Warriors' closing five should always be Draymond Green. It should fit everything around him. It's one of the reasons that Andrew Wiggins was such a great fit, and right. one of the reasons that Kevin Durant was such an incredible fit, Like uh, even beyond the defensive aspects of a three that can slide to the four, a four that can slide up to the five to rim protect in the case of a Kevin Durant. Like I just want Draymond there. When Draymond is playing the five, he can guard any center in the league. You can throw George Mirosan back out there at seven foot seven, and he would find a way to make something happen against him, even giving up a foot. I thought he had Embiid pretty locked down. I think that he does, he did a great job in the second game against Aiton. I, I think that there's maybe one or two other centers in the entire league that proved to be an actual problem, Rudy Gobert not being one of them. Uh, and the Warriors are able to control the pace and create that chaos that they want so much when Draymond Green is playing the five. I know a lot of people out there are pushing Miles Turner conversations. They're no. wondering what James Wiseman's going to be like. There's yes. just a lot of stuff going on because people are looking at this team and saying, oh, wouldn't they kill for a five? I get 10 emails a week about JaVale McGee as if he was the classic five. Like, I'm just over it. Draymond closes at the five end of story. Yes. If you want to find a seven footer for the other minutes, go to town. I don't think it's the Warriors style. I like what I've seen with Porter. I like what I've seen with Toscano Anderson. I certainly like what I've seen with Bielitsa. I think Wiseman fits that role in 10, 15 minutes a night at the very minimum. But Draymond Green has to close at the five. You win championships when Draymond Green closes at the five. The death lineup didn't have Andrew Bogut struggling to get up and down the floor. It was Draymond Green pushing the pace, playing the five and the one at the same time like a chubby Magic Johnson. He <laughs> is incredible. Do not overthink this, Warriors fans. What you have absolutely works. And we talked about what the issue really is. But, man, are you still concerned about the fact that they don't have a back to the basket offensive presence? Is this still something? Yes. Okay, hit me with it. Well, first of all, well, first of all yeah, you, you and I feel like at some point during the offseason when we're looking for things to talk about, I need to have a whole show just on <laughs> rebounding because I understand yeah. – that it's not maybe as important, obviously, as scoring or certain other statistics, but it, especially offensive rebounding can make or break a game. But we'll save that for another day. Here is why. Well, actually, Cyrus, let me let me throw yeah. one thing at you there, okay? okay? And I put this in my column, which you read, so you know what's coming. Uh, Andre Drummond comes in, and Andre Drummond had a very nice game for the 76ers on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, in terms of a backup center, that's about as good as you can do in the league, and he fits what Philadelphia is trying to do. Right? There's not True. two different themes of basketball that they're playing they go with Embiid here's a crappier version of Embiid and Andre Drummond and it's that he can't score beyond one foot away from the basket <laughs> yeah, yeah but Drummond comes in there and just pulls down a couple of offensive rebounds like right quick like over Damian Lee or something and I I, I pop open Twitter because I'm a narcissist and a masochist and all these things <laughs> okay. and all, all the ists apply when you open up that app 
And I'm seeing people, including you, freaking out about the offensive rebounding. The Warriors had twice the offensive rebounds of the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday. They well, had twice as about, many. I didn't talk about offensive rebounding that game, but maybe in a previous game I did. <laughs> Look, I, maybe, here, maybe I was I was projecting onto you. Maybe, but here's the, here's the reason why. And it's not something that shows up on the stat sheet. I worry more about wear and tear over the course of an 82-game mm. season Fair and enough. also over 48 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. So you're, you're absolutely right. And we're totally on the same page about the fact that when all said and done, the closing lineup is what matters, right? It's like, what are you right. finishing the game with? That's your five that matters, right? The starting five, you know, you might be boosting someone's ego. And again, that's a psychological thing, which plays into this as well. And, and maybe totally. there's some relevance there. But I, first of all, I, was, I decided to do a little research. And if Wonderful. this Warriors roster holds the way it is right now, uh, this will be the smallest team to ever win a championship if the Warriors do finish this. In the sense of Wiseman not coming back, and so the Warriors just have like this team where six nine you are the tallest player. Well, I mean, player like, why, but like Wiseman is coming back though. Like why Wiseman will play this year? He'll play this we year. Hope. Like there's I no reason so. to think not. They're just they they don't need him. I think that speaks volumes too. Like the Warriors aren't rushing him back. Like if they really needed him which well, where's the indication with the record? Where's the right. indication with the style of play? But like, if they really felt like, Hey man, we, we need a seven footer. He'd be back on the floor. And yeah, same I- with, you know, if they really needed another shooter, if, if Wiggins and pool were, were eating it big time, you don't think that clay Thompson's timeline would be accelerated that they'd be willing to take a little bit more risk. Like, yeah, I'm, they, I'm, I'm a little, j- yeah. I'm jaded and Greg Oden, you know, That's scares fair. me forever. Uh, you know, Zion Williamson, we see reports where he was supposed to play the start of the year. Now who knows yeah. if he's ever going to play this season until he's on the court. I just don't have that comfort. You know, I, I don't like That's to fair. assume, I'll but, give you that. Um, give you that. And, but, but look, fair enough. since we, as, but since as we talk- this roster right now, as it's constructed would be the smallest ever, ever win a title ever. In the sense of like your tallest player, right? Like, I mean, maybe average height. They do have a lot of tall wings. Like, maybe that's not true. Yeah. But um, so it's it's the wear and tear factor that concerns me because I don't want Draymond playing second, third quarter minutes to keep the Warriors in a game and then mm. and then expending that energy that he needs in the fourth quarter in those closing minutes. That's where I think the value of a seven footer comes in to yeah. trouble a guy like Embiid, to trouble a guy like mm-hmm. Aiden in those first, second, third quarters, so that in the fourth quarter. They're tired. Like they like you need yeah. like the, I guess I don't like the Warriors being bullied around inside so much because I feel like that is going to catch up to them at some point mm-hmm. if they don't have at least one guy that's in there as that bruising type to match up with these bigs. That's where yeah. I think a center is needed. Um, I do feel a lot think, better about Wiseman. Totally, I think there's a totally fair conversation to be had there because you think about in the past, you know, Steve Kerr has typically kept a lid on the Draymond at center minutes for that exact yes. reason. In exactly. that they don't and, want to wear them out. And I do think the league is significantly smaller than it was. And it, it was, was really yep. only seems to show up when they're playing a true classic center. And by the yeah, way, right. only true classic centers in size. These are guys who also they don't mind having out on the perimeter. Like that that's the difference with DeAndre Ayton. I don't think people tw- quite get it. Because it everything now is just in the back of Warriors fans' heads, and for good reason, thinking, oh sh- sh- crap, we got to play the Suns again in the play. What are we going to say there? What were we going to say there? I know you were going to say, say a lot else. of other stuff. I was going to say a lot of other stuff, but yes, uh, yeah, family, the live radio instincts kicked in. But in no, the back of your head, you're, it's good. back of your head, you're thinking, oh, crud, um, we got to play the Phoenix Suns again in the playoffs. And that's probably going to be yeah. the Western Conference Finals or, you know, as it was with the Rockets a couple times, the de facto Western yeah. Conference Finals. And Ayton is not replicable. Like Joel Embiid is a wonderful player. 
really like a, a, a gorgeous basketball player. Oh yeah, Love he him. spent so much time on the perimeter. He wasn't really protecting the rim. Like it, that was a Matisse Thibel defensive game. That obviously Matisse Thibel at six points was the best defensive player in that game. Like you could make the argument that Aiton wasn't the best defensive player in the games that the Suns played the Warriors, but what Aiton can do that no other center in the NBA uh, of his size, of his width, of his depth can do is just hang out on the perimeter. Yeah, they, they put him out on the perimeter and they get him switched on to Steph and they don't panic. There's no worries whatsoever. Now, if Steph gets three points, Steph gets three points. If Steph drives to the basket and dishes it out, whatever, like they'll take, like, they're not like, it's not to the point where it's like Looney versus Harden, where you somehow expect Looney to win, but there's not a concern with having a true seven footer who runs the floor as well as any player who plays five feet above the rim. It seems like they don't have concerns with him being out on the perimeter and the Warriors nine times out of 10, when you have a guy who looks like DeAndre Ayton, they're like, come on out here, big fella. You're about to get roasted into some barbecue chicken. Like this is the reason that Rudy Gobert cannot close games in the playoffs yeah. because he's yeah. barbecue chicken. It's the reason I'm that the you. Sixers have had real trouble because Joel Embiid is sometimes a liability, especially when he gets three point happy. Um, if he's not knocking down that 12 to 15 foot jump shot, uh, it's kind of tough to keep him out there because as you saw, he'll just hack on the perimeter. Now he, yeah, he's still you. a pretty brilliant athlete, but I don't know what the hell happened on that, that foul call, but he was hacking on the perimeter. Um, yeah. I, hey, I, Dieter, I, we got to pay some bills real quick here. Why don't yeah. we, when we come back, uh, throw some red meat, we can talk more about this, obviously, maybe so th throw some red meat to the fans in terms of proposed trades. I mean, I know we're not, pro no, we're no, not no, proponents we're not of it, okay. Okay. but okay. just for the okay. sake of why not? If you got well, some, if you got some, we'll do it. I got one or two. I got one or Let's two. Let's tell yeah. you about Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. It's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavors, covered in chocolate, mm. but they're amazingly low in calorie, sugar, Ooh. net carbs. That's where that's what will get you, the net carbs. Uh, you don't oh. want any of those high net carbs. You want to no. make sure those are low. And fat. Uh, so it's low in all of those things, but it's high in protein, which is good stuff. And you get Great the best stuff. of both worlds. It's delicious and healthy. So mm. many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry or mint brownie, chocolate, double chocolate, triple chocolate. No, there's no triple chocolate. Sorry. Cookies uh, and cookies cream. And cream. Give me, yeah, give me that. Cookies and cream, peanut butter, brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all those holiday shoppers in the Mad Max world that we live in. And if you're just standing <laughs> in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going, especially as people attack you from behind with apparently Black Friday television deals and such. Throw one of them in your jacket. <laughs> Throw one of them in your purse. You'll never know when you're going to need a Built Bar. Uh, and we're going to help you out and getting some of them right now go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 that's locked 15 and you'll get get this 15 percent off your order with the locked 15 code just use there the promo you go. code 15 locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com we also want to tell you about bet online i think cyrus might be hitting oh. up bet online here in just a little bit uh yes. bet online has you covered all season, more props, more odds, more lines than ever before. Football season continues its march to the playoffs, and Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website. I love that mobile website. And hit sign yes. up today and receive 50% 
<laughs> your 50% welcome bonus, hot damn, uh, with your first deposit. So that's anything you put in. They're just going to take 50% of that and toss it on top. All you have to do is use the promo code locked on to receive that bonus, a 50% welcome bonus. That is free money, literally. Uh, literally. Basketball, football, yes. NHL, boxing, UFC, all your Vegas casino games that you love. If you're just looking to kill some time when you don't want to talk to your family during the holidays, I know I've been there. Uh, don't wait. <laughs> take advantage of all these amazing offers available as 2021 winds down. <laughs> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Final segment, Locked On Warriors. Happy Monday. Cyrus and Dieter with you, wrapping up the weekend. Looking forward to the week ahead. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your very first listen. Cyrus, you got a couple things you want to run through here before we get on out. Uh, first and foremost, you're, you're liking Warriors in the spread tonight. This is not something I expected coming from you, but I'm loving it, baby. Oh, why didn't you? Well, okay, well, so, okay, to me, the Warriors are a team that when they play with urgency – they're virtually unbeatable, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and where they get that urgency from, where they get that that extra spice of, of energy from, I don't know. Sometimes they decide to not turn it on until they're down 3-1 in a series. Sometimes, I, I don't know what is the catalyst for their motivation, but when they actually want to win and the urgency's there, um, I to me, they're an unstoppable team. And mm -hmm. after that performance Saturday, and, and given the way Steph's been playing this, this better part of a week and a half, granted against some very stiff competition, He's got some pressure from the three-point record that still hasn't broken yet. Um, the, when the when this game's line opened, it was at minus three. Now, our official sponsor, mm. betonline.ag, uh, who I have an account with, um, did not post the line until this morning. They opened it up at minus four. Despite that, I still love you. Uh, would have preferred the minus three, but I, I bet the house. I put like 90% of all the money in my account. I haven't put more Damn. money in my account in two years. And... I put 90% of what's in there on the Warriors tonight, minus four. Either I'm going to be stoked tomorrow or eating crow. But, um, you know, so but look, I, I don't try to brag about my bets, but I feel great about this one. I, to me, like okay. Indiana is such a mediocre team compared to the Warriors and just really in general. Yeah. Um, so, so that's my, to blow it up, giving, yeah. yeah. And I'm not giving advice because I don't want someone to lose their family over this, but uh, no. just, this is what I'm doing. This is how I feel. I think the Warriors. No, it's are gonna, good to know. It's good to know where you stand. I, I uh, <laughs> no, it is. It is because when you come on moping on Wednesday, we 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 want to know why. And uh, you don't like this uh, bet, so you're not no, feeling I it. I do. I actually, I love that bet, but it's such a strange line that I would stay away from it. Like that's one of my the four. Like, yeah, one of one yeah, of the yeah. rules that I have in sports betting and anything. Um, especially like shopping, right? Like I, I used to live in South Florida, and we were right down the street. Uh, I'm sorry. 20 minutes or so. No, it was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> 20 minutes or so from the Sawgrass Outlet Mall, which is like the outlet mall of all outlet malls. So you could get like okay. a really nice thing for like three bucks, right? Like it was just crazy. Like it was, it was like right. living in a different country. And 
I was South Florida is like living in a different country. You got to know Spanish. It's true. For that's that's a valid. Is, point. I walked right in, and it that. is beautiful. I do agree, it's beautiful, but it's just <laughs> so many people. And anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, uh, we could. We got hours. And by the way, now that Wes is gone, we can really talk some ish. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it, I could get. I could come home with, for like a hundred bucks at the mall with like a bunch of stuff, but then it, I wasn't really like using it, and I was just buying it because it, oh, it's a great deal. So I made a rule for myself, which is don't buy it unless you love it. And like, I have to like, look at it and say like, I love this. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. And I do the same thing with sports betting. I have to feel like overly confident. I have to feel like crazy. Like I'd be stupid not to take that in which you end up usually looking stupid and you feel that way. (laughs) And that's awesome. Like, and your logic is perfectly sound. I look at that number. I hear everything that you say. And I say, why isn't that number a nine? Why isn't that number a 10? And I get a little oh. bit concerned that they know something that we don't know, which is a little bit yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah. But given the rate of the Warriors and the back-to-back thing, and mm, I'm with you. I'm with you. If, if this was any other game on Tuesday night than the one against the New York Knicks at the Garden, I would be absolutely vibing with that. Um, I still so think, think they're I might, looking ahead. I, you think they're looking I, ahead to that second game? Is that your I think concern? That, I, right. think that I, feel little, I think that it can be a little bit clunky. I, I think you're sowing seeds. You're sowing yeah. seeds of doubt on my head, and, and no, 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 uh, no, no, I, no, no, no. You keep rocking your truth. <laughs> um, you keep rocking your truth because it is extremely valid. I'm just wondering what player is going to be kept out at the very last second. In which yeah. case, you might be really enjoying that four because if That's everybody true. plays, the four is super clean. I'm just as we speak right now. Mm, there's just a skepticism. I would need about four yeah. or five hours, and then by then it'd be tip off. So it would. Uh, this is this is why I got out of the sports I, betting thing. But I love your your shopping analogy. I'm totally the same way. Like two gotta weeks ago, the, I saw it. Utah. Yeah, the Utah Jazz were playing at home against somebody they were favored by 13, and just you know when your instincts are telling you do it. I just mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. I, I, the Jazz are blowing teams out. They're dominant at home, and I want a you know nice payday. Then here's my rationale to to follow that up. I I'm with you on that. You're right. What's the catch here, right? Like, why is it so low? I yeah. hear you on that. Um, and the fact that that is this instant skepticism. And then you see the fact that the line nudged to four, which you, mm-hmm. you like to go the other direction, usually from where the bookies are trending. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I still went with it, A, I, I think Steph's due. He's due. I think he's starting to get pissed off. And, and, and these folks, as, as we saw, you saw that Steve Kerr interview with John Stewart, I'm sure, mm-hmm. where Steve Kerr admitted that, Every player in the locker room just looks at their phone at halftime. These guys are glued to their phones. That's why uh, yeah. uh, NBA Twitter is so big because fans know they're actually reading what they're writing. Uh, so I think they're seeing the the negativity creeping in. I think they're starting to see some of the doubt creeping in. People talking about the Suns. People talking about KD as MVP now. I think yeah. they're going to light it up. And then I see the fact that after New York, I think they have three days off. So mm-hmm. I saw that as well, and I was like, you know what? This team's just going to go all out these next two days, and they're probably going to party Tuesday night in New York. Uh, you know, Wednesday's going to be a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, Friday's so, game is going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, that is my logic behind it. And again, please, okay. Dub Nation, don't try to track me down if you lose your house. Um, this is just how I no, feel. No, no. Not, and, not serious. And, uh, and if... And if I win you money, you know I'm stoked. So and and I want and 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 uh, also yeah. Give me your one, give me one trade rumor. Give me one trade suggestion. Just to throw some red meat out there is a uh, yeah. Miles Turner. I am out because he came wow. out a few days ago and and talked about the fact that he needs to be the focus of the offense. He needs to be involved okay. in the action. The moment I hear talk like that, I don't, I don't want anything to do with you. That is yeah. not the Warriors' mantra. That is not their ethos. That is not their their style. I see 
if, if there's any danger to chemistry, I don't want it. And Miles Turner with those, just those words. And yeah. I know the Pacers hated that too, because they saw his trade value just diminish like a stock plummeting instantaneously. Mm. Yes. Uh, but, but Devonte Sabonis, and I hope I pronounced his first name correctly. Demonis. What is it? Demonis. Demonis. Thank you for correcting me on that. I keep butchering that for some reason. Demonis Sabonis, whose father was the legend, played for the Trailblazers all those years. Yeah. Seven, three beasts out there, by the way. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind him. And if, if the Pacers are willing to take Wiseman, Moody and Looney, I know you love Looney. I'm only throwing for salary cap purposes. I'm up with the, with the trade. As long as it doesn't involve Kaminga or any other uh, high no. minute guys. No, I'm, I'm all for that. I think how Sabonis does this work with the closing fit. lineup? How does Sabonis he doesn't play? He doesn't play in the closing line. He doesn't play. Why in the closing are line. you my, my... trading away? Why are you trading away Wiseman and Looney and 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 Moses? Why would you trade for someone because who's the sixth man? Because when your team and again maybe maybe you disagree with, with me on this, but when your team okay. is in a position to win now, and I'm not talking yeah. win the division, I'm talking a championship. You and I yeah. both know how difficult that is. They're in a position to do that, and you have a mm-hmm. chance to add. Sabonis as a guy who'll give yeah. you 30 minutes and he's and he's I've never gotten any sense from him that he's a big ego type of guy who needs to play at the end of games. Um I say go well, for it because okay. the, because yeah, yeah. I'm please. with I'm with I'm with you if we knew that the meteor was coming towards Earth and or another <laughs> pandemic was coming. Um I do think that I just want I just want to remind everybody that we don't own the damn team. And this is what a not shame. an excuse, and this is not a, a cop. Oh, we'd run that thing into the ground so fast. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I just, I just love. It's just like these people don't know how to high, handle high finance. I can barely handle my own salary. I make squat. Um, it is. <laughs> Joe Lacob is trying to have somebody sit in every seat at Chase Center for the next twenty-five years. Yes, he Demonis is. Sabonis ain't going to do a damn thing True. to change that paradigm. That's it. That's the only thing he's thinking about. They want to win a championship. <laughs> they want to win more championships. You get one more for Steph Curry. It changes a, a massive paradigm. It certainly puts Draymond certainly in the Hall of Fame. Not that there should be much of a conversation. It changes right. an entire narrative around Andrew Wiggins. It puts you in a position uh, of total advantage, and that's awesome. Uh, but Kaminga, Moses Moody, Wiseman, Wiggins on the tail end of his prime or the tail end yeah. of his, uh, his his super useful years, whatever those might turn out to be. He has been very good. Got to remind. That's now going to just be the caveat with everything we say about Andrew Wiggins, who has been very and, good. And, and, um, and the end of games, he's okay. I, I'm with you. He's not consistent. I wish he would stop standing around so much. But um, yes, that, that, that's you. like a natural byproduct that everybody in the NBA does, and I can't, I can't get it. The Warriors run a motion offense until the 40 seconds. 40 second minute mark of every game in which case they run a stand around and look at Draymond and Steph offense which is like <laughs> a very strange human existence like Steve it Kerr, is like, when Clay's on, back like, when Clay's when Clay's back that changes yeah but I'm with you for now well yeah, when Clay's back Clay can just stand there and that everything is yes and everything is easy but um and by the way Clay looking more and more likely to be back oh. on the 20th so uh oh. it should be a very exciting time against the Sacramento Kings at Chase Center again a week from today a week from today oh, my friends again Joe Lakeup is looking for 10 to 20 years of excellence. And Sabonis, for as lovely as he is, if they would be trading, they would be mortgaging the future, one that was hard-earned to get those draft picks. Moody was hard-earned. They had to stink last year for most of the year. James Wiseman was the hardest earned draft pick the Warriors have had in a long period of time. Like those, they they had to suffer in order to get players like that. The Kaminga thing was just 
nice positive. You don't trade him, and you don't trade him, by the way. I'm not. I'm not proposing that. Let me do a twist. Let me throw one twist. Cannot create a future. Him and Poole alone cannot create a future. I hear you. So let me throw one twist to this. Let me throw one twist. Then what if the Pacers give you back Sabonis and their first round pick next year, given they're probably going to be a lottery pick? I read that somewhere just to make so they can get Wiseman and Moody. I'm just again. These are all hypotheticals. I'm looking at fantasy right now. the, the, the Warriors get off my cloud, the, man. Get off my the cloud. Warriors, on, you. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, let's get, let's, let's cut. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that you're on the cloud. I'd love to join oh, yeah. you up there, but you know, we got a lot of shit happening on earth. It's uh, fun up here, man. Come on, it's fun. Uh, it's just they're trying to rebuild, they want first round draft picks. Now, I can understand the argument that they would want Wiseman, they would want that. By the way, if they wanted Wiseman in the first place, oh, great, now they have two centers. Uh, if they wanted Wiseman yeah. in the first place, they could have had him. Like, there were conversations between the Warriors and the Pacers for the number two overall pick. They didn't want them, not at the price the Warriors were asking, and it really wasn't exorbitant. So this conversation has already happened. I just I just don't see anything like that truly happening. Sorry to burst the bubble. I know it's, it's okay. I'll never bring this up fun. again. But it was just a, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I okay. do want the war. I, I'm I'm really hopeful. And look, by the way, since we talked last time about Wiseman, because mm-hmm. remember I raised the raised the question of yep. name another athlete who's who's suffered a similar injury at his position. Oh, I, I actually had a Twitter. I'm okay, but a Twitter follower saved the day. I brought this up a, a, on one of the recent episodes. Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. and and I That's did the exactly research. Right. And, and it took a year. It took eight, like almost nine months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and he came back same injury. And then two medical professionals. I forgot their names, but one of them is like really involved with the Warriors, at least on Twitter, and uh, loves talking about them. They both oh, confirmed Dr. Narav. This... Yes, Dr. yes. Doctor uh, Narav and... is about Twitter right now. He is, man. I mean, he's all about it. And um, and he and him and a verified account a medical specialist also told me that this is actually very normal. So I feel a lot better about things yeah. with Wiseman. Um, you've been calm from the beginning, but you know, for me, a big I trade Wiseman was... for Jaron Jackson. <laughs> Heck yes. Oh my That's god! What I'm yesterday, like, I, I know, yeah, I love Jaron Jackson. All right, let's oh, let's yeah. uh, let's, yeah. let's bottle it up. Warriors have Sounds good games. I'll be with you guys tomorrow, breaking down everything that happened in the Pacers game. Cyrus has got you Wednesday and Friday. At least that's how. We're doing it this week. We'll figure it out. With the holidays yeah. coming up, things are going to get real weird real quick <laughs> around these Locked on Warriors parts. But uh, thanks for making Locked on Warriors your first listen of the day. Now make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. It is hosted by your boy Q. Lee Sterling's got the analysis. You know what it is. It's Locked on Bets. I'm with you tomorrow. Cyrus with you on Wednesday. Uh, have a great week, everybody. If we don't talk until then, stay golden.